0: ん<音楽>
1: Podcast. Hello, all you cool cats and kittens.
2: Oh <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> he couldn't wait. He could not wait to use it.
1: He was so excited
0: oh, to use
2: it. You
1: haven't been able to notice from the title. Today we are talking television. We're talking all of the watchworthy and all of the ratchet television. As usual, it's Anthony J and Chantel and our guest,
0: <laughs> Julia. Like me,
2: I'm the guest. That's her
0: he is Me? so some of you
1: know her from former episodes um some of you may follow her on Twitter and know that <laughs> she is so involved in TV and has so many thoughts and so many comments so we thought it was only fitting to have her on for today's show
2: bless her thank you i know I'm so honored. Um, this this is your this is your battleground right here like last right. episode we had her going off on her rants about the, the things that she's just like, I hate to break it to you, but she don't like lemon flavored cakes and stuff. Like, we're not going to go back. But, you know, we're not going to do it. We're not doing it. Anyway, <laughs> now she's going to give you all her juiciest and greatest, like, tea on all these different shows, all her commentary, because I do follow her on Twitter. And when she is into a show, she's going to let you know the, the highs, the lows, and the in-between. So this is what y'all going to get. And this is probably going to no. make y'all want to follow her on Twitter if y'all have one. Yes.
0: Please come. Please come talk to me <laughs> about it. I love it. I love talking about TV. It's great. Right.
2: Well, look, let's get started. So Julia, okay. guest of honor, since you are a special guest here. Let's start off by talking about one of the shows that you want to talk about. So, what do you want to talk about first?
0: <sighs> so, if you do follow me on Twitter, you probably know that one of my favorite shows for the last couple of years has actually been this little beautiful show on NBC um, called Good Girls. It has um, Christina Hendricks from Mad Men Fame, she played Joan. Um, and Retta from Parks and Rec, if you are a fan. And um, I'm forgetting other girl's name. Who I actually like. Her name is May. Yeah. She's from Parenthood. She's been a child actor. She's been doing the damn thing. Um, and it's about these three women who, because like they're in dire straits, rob a bank. Turns out that the money they... Well, no, they robbed the grocery store. Excuse me. The grocery store they robbed, the money actually belongs to like this local... Like gang who cleans their money and so essentially all of these things just ensue because they had to like now like pay this gangster bag who the lead character best played by Christina Hendricks kind of has this very weird dynamic with it is just filled with just ridiculousness at every turn and it's really funny and I know that a lot of people they see it and they see three women they think about, for one, Breaking Bad. So it's kind of like, you know, it's not Breaking Bad, but I can see the comparison. Um, but they kind of see it as like a feminist show. Hmm. And I mean, I think that when people hear that, they think it's like women power and women's rights. Um, I mean, like, and I guess like maybe a little bit, but I think if anything, all of the characters on there are extremely flawed. And um, I think that seeing, like I hate the decisions that certain people make on that show like, with a passion. And yet, I love them. Like, I'm like, I want to see Beth act dumb because she acts dumb every episode. She does something stupid. And yet, when she, like, leveled up, I'm like, that's my boss, bitch. I love her. That's right. <laughs> that's right, Beth. Let that gangster know, like, you know, Rio and her, they be going at it. And I'm just like, you know, I don't want to give everything away if you haven't watched it. But it's just a really good, fun show that, like, really finds i think the 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 perfect edge of like drama and dark comedy and just like ridiculousness and so if you're in it's on netflix the first two seasons are on netflix so if you want to watch it it's certainly bingeable um and like i said manny montana is eye candy so if you know because <clears throat> i know how people do um he looks good so he's on there too um and retta and and the guy who plays her husband Stan, is this beautiful little black family. Like it's all just mm. wonderful. I love it. So give that a shot. And my other show obviously is like at the moment Killing Eve. Yeah. Which I can go on a whole tangent about that one too. I, I, I'll talk about that on Sunday too. Well okay. So as I was saying before guys. like so here's the thing about me, right? I love TV. I love books. I majored in English when I went to college. So storytelling is something that's really important to me. And a good story is like, if you can get me, you got me. And I will watch it till the end of time. I mean, I get really invested. So um, I like villains. I like antagonists. I like morally great characters. I like problematic characters. And I love seeing their arts and how they move and, and, and work with other people. So like, Killing Eve is like chef kiss, like candy for me because Villanelle is a psychopath, and she is. First of all, she's fashionable as fuck. Like she, these fashion sets. If I was gonna be a killer, which I would never be because that is awful, but I would want to. Okay, Anthony, really? Right, but right. I would want, <laughs> but I would want to have some of these like these outfits. Um, and so she is. She's essentially like a cat and mouse game between her and Eve, who was like a detective. Um, and they just like play off of each other. Uh-huh. It's so sorted and weird. And like the power dynamics there are so sorted and weird and awesome. And like on one end, it's like I want Eve to catch Villanelle. on the other end, I just want them to honestly like just go to some European cottage and just, like, be together forever, maybe adopt a child, who knows, and just raise their little, like, adopted killer baby, like, in peace and argue and just, like, love each other and, like, cook food together. Like, so when I I get into... Look, I can get into fandoms very quickly, and, like, I love, like, reading fan fiction. I love it all, but I also respect the actual canon of the story. So I'm along for the ride. If it don't work in the actual TV show, more than likely somebody has written a story I want to read on archive of our own. So there's a fan fiction website. I'll go read that. Wow. But like I really yeah girl, I'm telling you don't, don't don't get caught up. Don't be like me. Say, where, oh, were don't,
2: they, where were they during my Degrassi days? All I was on was on noggin and shit. And let
0: me tell you and let me tell you, they probably still got the grassy stuff up and there's people waiting for it. So if you want to check it out, you go do that. I'm just letting you know, and your life will be gone. Because you'll be like, well, did somebody update the story? I have so many fans. After I get off of here with y'all, I got some fan pictures I'm going to read. So, um, <laughs> I'm just like, you, know? Well, like, you know, you got to gotta be prepared. got to entertain yourself. But yeah, so look, I love Killing Eve. It's just a fun yeah. show. And showing women, I think, with different power dynamics. Um, who are flawed and ridiculous and make mistakes um, constantly, consistently. Um, but they're also just fun to watch. And so yeah. I've noticed in a lot of the TV that I watch, um, it's really brought up a lot of interesting conversations just about, I think, how we see women and how we see power. A lot of these shows that, like, start I think about Good Girls and Killing Eve particularly, like Breaking Bad had a man doing bad stuff. For how many seasons? And we followed it. Mm -hmm. And we we questioned, but we still kind of root for them. But with women, it's like this one bad move. It's like, she's being dumb. I don't, I can't take this anymore. I can't watch this. And it's just like, y'all be letting these men do whatever. Like, let's watch the woman, like, figure herself out. So I think, like, we're in a really good golden age of television. And I'm really excited. We get a lot of depth and well-written stuff and just fun ridiculous that it's great it makes me very happy
2: well i haven't seen good girls or good girl Mm -hmm. yeah it's good girls because good girls girls. yep i don't know my mother watches it (laughs) so my mother watches it and she's like oh i gotta watch my good girls but she she talks to me like she gotta watch her stories so i'm always just like okay but then also she black and she from Baltimore. So she adds to everything. So I'm always just like, is that the real title? Like, is it yeah. good girls for real? Or is it a good girl? I don't know. Anyway.
0: good girl. So,
2: so I have seen some really good reviews about good girls. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely, I, I think I watched the first episode. But after that, like, I lost track of time and I couldn't catch up. So I'm kind of thankful that we are in this um, stay-at-home space where Mm -hmm. I can catch up. Like, I I haven't reached it yet. Like, I was going through all the catalog of shows that I'm like, I got to finish before I start something new. So I definitely got to get there. But even my brother talks about good girls. He he thinks that show is a really good show. Um, It's so good. So, I can't really speak too much on good girls now. I don't know classmates if that's something that y'all really want to talk about, but you go follow oh, you? Julia on Twitter cuz she's really talking that talk. Like, I'm not I'm not playing like she really is. But Killing Eve, oh. that is my show. Oof. I definitely appreciate the dynamic that Villanelle and um Eve have, and mm-hmm. I love seeing how both of their characters develop and how they try to like be around each other or like like it is so obvious how much in love they are with each other and with the game that that like that whole game that's being played um mm-hmm. but i also just love seeing like in all these shows like the women are dynamic characters they're flawed they're yeah. gorgeous they're smart. Yeah. They're witty. Yeah. Like they have yeah. so much personality, and it's like, how do you uh-huh. put that in a thirty-minute or an hour-long show? Like how? And then the yeah. suspense, like the writing on both of these shows, because from what I've seen from Good Girls, yeah. the writing on that show is really phenomenal. It is
0: really good.
2: Yeah, it's and good. the it's the good. writing the writing on Killing Eve is amazing Ooh. too. Like I don't even know how they get into some of these story arcs, but. Um, you just never know what's going to happen on that show. And Killing mm-hmm. Eve is in its third season that just started up, so you can definitely yeah. catch up with that show on Hulu. Um, yeah. Stephanie, I know you. I know you can't really chime in right now because I don't think these are shows that you have watched. But this is a good transition for me to bring in Little Fires Everywhere because I know that but is wait, a show before that y'all going there though?
1: Oh, I have okay. A As a person who is often uh i can only do like so many shows at a time i don't do well with maintaining a whole bunch of shows like right now i'm still trying to finish queen sugar from last season and i was even a season behind that before the beginning of quarantine so like mm-hmm. and i got united states of terror which is i don't know how old and i'm trying to catch up <laughs> <person. laughs> so, the, the shows y'all are talking about are they hour-long shows or half an hour shows hours Our- Either hour long
0: shows. But hour-long. so both of them are hour long. Um, I swear, like, Good Girls Goes By so quickly, though. Um, but yeah, like, they're both hour long shows. Um, I think, I, I do think that they're, they're both bingeable. And, um, like, you know, there's like, give it time. I, that's the cool thing I think about TV now is that before when I was younger, like, if you missed the episode, you missed the episode. Like, you know, I, there were some. Buffy episodes I didn't see. No, that's a lie. I'm lying about that. <laughs> so there were some ones that were <clears> because <throat> I, was, I was up on Buffy. But, like, there were certain, you know, but now you can binge things. You can watch it the next day. So I think that, like, the cool thing about quarantine, if you're able to, you know, if you are staying at home and you're working, um, or unfortunately if you're not, like to kind of has, has some kind of escapism. These are two shows that I think we can definitely allow that and they're fun and they're smart and i think they just kind of open up a lot of conversation about just like dynamic ridiculous stuff and it's mm-hmm. just great to watch
2: and something else interesting before i get into little fires everywhere like because i just um i i just added that i want to talk to talk about insecure but yeah. I think that um, we are definitely seeing a renaissance, but I think it's more about the gender roles now that I think about it, because before we were doing, we were doing a whole like black renaissance in television and we missed that Mm -hmm. nineties, their nineties feel. But, we're seeing more women who are protagonists and antagonists and who are like mm-hmm. driving whole storylines and plot changes. And like, I don't know, I'm not a theater person or an actress person. So I don't know all the little words for it, but like, they got the thing going on. Okay. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, like, I think that that's the cool thing. Like, I was actually looking at an old interview um, with Carrie Washington and she was talking about scandal and she was like, you know, like there hadn't been a black woman-led TV show for 40 years. Like when you think about, you know, no matter how you how you thought that Scandal ended or what it became, but Scandal was such a big deal because she was carrying that show. Mm-hmm. And so I think like you know seeing women that you always don't like, like having to make decisions that you're kind of like, what the hell are you doing? Like I mean, like they're they're human beings, and it's like I think you have to remember during storytelling that you are stepping into a character to see what they are doing, not what you would always do. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's fun to kind of go along for that ride, even though like certain rides I'm kind of like, I don't know if I can do that ride again. It was cute. Um like but I don't think I can do it. Like it's you know, um and so I think that like we're we're seeing just like a really fun time with people being able to explore things that we don't always like, like to explore. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, you can learn. It's, I think it's just an awesome medium. And, and because if, you, if you're able to get multiple seasons, you get to see the growth of the character like over time. It becomes a lot more lived in. And that's always really exciting to me to see like how these people change and shift in mm-hmm. the dynamics. And that's like, just a lot. That's like my sweet spot. So,
2: yeah. Gotcha so let's talk about little fires everywhere so anthony yeah. let's have you take the floor on this one yes. how do you feel about this show
1: So little fires everywhere i didn't know was a book <laughs> and it was made into a series um and it was great because it's only what six or eight episodes um and so it's not like 12 long episodes and then it was also helpful for me when i found out that it was a book that i was like oh it's likely that it's just going to be just this series it's not going to be like 15 mm-hmm. seasons that i have to keep up with i was like oh maybe this is doable for me and so mm-hmm. i was like wow i wasn't expecting all this the, the story takes place in the 90s and so um you have two households you have one which is um Nia's or Nia's that's played by Carrie Washington mm-hmm. and her daughter, who just moved into a town in Ohio called Shaker. And then you have Reese Witherspoon and um, her family, which is your typical, like, middle class family, kind of upper middle class family. Mm-hmm. Um, she has four kids. Her husband's a lawyer. And then she is this um, mom who is, like, I'm also a working mom. Um, that, that's very important to her because she's also a journalist or, um, I don't know if you even want to call it, call it that. Reporter, writer. I don't well, know.
2: She worked part time as a journalist. She's yeah. a
0: journalist.
1: So, um, yeah, the the show is great because it really tackles class and race very well in so many dimensions with like all of the characters, and um, it was also good to watch us being a millennial that. Um, it's like oh, like I was around during that time. I wasn't in high school during that time, um, so it was even cool to see. I, I love to see stuff that was like it wasn't that long ago, kind of like flashback. Even with the music when they were at the homecoming dance and stuff. Um, uh-huh. So the setting of it and everything was was late great. The acting was just superb. I did not Ooh. expect. Did not expect. And and as you were talking, Julia, when you were saying about the characters and. Um it's not about like what you would do, but this this character mm-hmm. reacting and doing things you know in this world. And so there were so many times that I wanted Carrie Washington to snap and go to fuck off. but like her character yes. was just like so true to itself and Carrie Washington mm-hmm. is I mean in all of her stuff, it's all about those facial expressions that she gives yeah. <laughs> And she gave it. she was giving it, she was giving it and <laughs> and Reese Witherspoon oh my goodness from the 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 first episode I was like when she I'm this is the only thing I'm gonna spoil from the show there's a point in the episode where her and the husband are in bed and he's trying to have sex and she was like sorry it's not the day so she only has sex on like (laughs) Tuesdays and Saturdays Mm -hmm. I was like I fucking hate you I fucking hate you (laughs) who the fuck like I was I to be like and I mm. wanted the husband to be like divorced right now. And he was just like, oh, okay, rolled over. Like <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I love that show because not only does it show the complexities and the not, the dynamics of these women um in their personal mm. lives, but them as mothers, they even had another yes. character show up and two. Well, actually, I could say two because there was a a um story in there where there was an adopted child. And the biological mother and the adoptive mother were fighting for custody of the child like it was so crazy, like, because not only did that play into like motherhood, but that played into like the dynamics of race. And the justice system, or the injustice system, as we know it. So it was just, it was hard. Like, it was, some of those episodes were extremely fucking hard to watch. But mostly because it's like, yo, this is, like, this literally can be real life. Like, they are not doing, like, no longer is it the Leave It to Beaver, like, whatever the mother's name was on that. Like, sorry, I'm not, like, a real TV historian, so I don't know all that. But it's not super (laughs) it's not super cookie cutter, you know? So we're having these stories and we're challenging humanity and all these stories. And I'm just like, wow, like just when I think a story couldn't get re- like more real or like dive into a life that I've never known before, it, it goes there. Like all these different stories go there. So I'm just like, man, like Little Fires Everywhere, it definitely like, it shocked me in, in the best ways and the worst ways. For sure.
1: And Chance, I thought that the the, um, 90s topic of it being the adoption part, and I was like, oh, this is so 90s because that was such the thing. It was so trendy mm -hmm. then. But what I didn't expect was the controversy around it to hit and be so relevant into the now to be like, oh, dang, actually. Mm -hmm. Because I thought it would have been like, of course, we're going to know what to do because this is 2020 and Mm -hmm. it should just be this and this. And I was like, oh, the way they laid it out, I was like, oh,
0: wait. Mm -hmm. I, sure. so like, the funny thing is, like, it got, like yes, like, the show is based off of a book. I think I started reading the book, I didn't finish it, I'm going to. But I have a, a few friends who actually did. For um, one, I don't think that the, the author of the book, I believe is Asian, um, Mia in the book is actually not black, from my understanding. Huh. So she, from my understanding, she wanted to make the character black, but she didn't feel that she had the, like, the kind of backing to really kind of tell that story. So like she was like you know when they were talking about making it into a TV show she was like great like this I couldn't do it so this is awesome to actually explore um, so that's for one and then for two I mean, there are from my understanding a lot of stark differences between the book and the in the show um, and so like those a lot of these things are a little bit more teased out so I love that the show talks about I think the The way that motherhood, the way that being a woman in different times, it it just impacts you in different ways. And it's a really good conversation on race and class happening in that show. Um, One of my favorite lines from the show is when Mia says, like, you know, you didn't make good choices, you had good choices. And so I think that, like, when we talk about, like, class analysis and race and gender and how all these things kind of intersect and interplay with each other, Elena and Mia are just like really bring home a lot of these relevant, relevant topics. It is amazing. And and Reese Willispoon and and Carrie and Washington, like the subtle acting that Carrie does in this, like, is Glorious! I know mean, the people we want her to go off, mm-hmm. but there's a moment in that show where she just says, "Hmm." Okay. We're just like, oh, no. We were like, were like, oh my gosh, oh my
2: gosh." I paused. I was like, "She oh. is and she's about she to do it?" Reading your ass without reading your ass. Oh my gosh!
0: Waiting for that moment, is and we were waiting for that moment, and it goes so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Like it so wonderful, like, and, and then, like, and then just Reese's facial expression, like, that privilege, like, just burning beneath the surface, angry, Bye. resentful white woman, just, like, it's a scream that she does in the final episode, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I said, so we going for Emmys today. I said, yeah. okay, Reese, <laughs> said, okay, Reese, I see what we're doing. We're, yeah. we're, we're going, we're doing for Emmys. We're talking about Golden Globes, we're talking about SAGs, okay. I see what you're doing. And yeah, she better yeah. get it. Because I'm for it. Like she she showed her ass off. All of them did. And those kids were acting too. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, sometimes kid actors and they just okay. Those kids that baby was acting, um, um, everybody was acting, and I loved it. It's like so Pearl, the girl who plays Pearl, like the ones who put the younger versions of themselves, like they all did a beautiful job. Joshua Jackson. Who will always be pacing water to me. Yeah. He did an awesome job. Like I'm mean, like, it's just so much stuff and it was so well done. And I love the fact that honestly, I hope they don't do a second season. Like I hope yeah. that it <sighs> saves one. It's a complete I need story.
2: one. I need a second season. I, I, I wanna I wanna
0: see, but at the same time, I think that sometimes in TV we can we can blow things up. And it's like the story is what it is. Like we've yeah. had awesome conversations about the show that ended up like a week or two ago at this point it's like and so I think it is it's, it's just an awesome little piece of TV it's kind of like what they did with um Watchmen but that season of Watchmen was perfect mm-hmm. I don't need no more like I want more but I don't really need any more you know what I mean it's like so I think that let the story kind of just take what you can and enjoy it and and I loved it and I'm so glad that, that we were blessed. To if, there just, it. If, there
1: were, if there were a season two where it's like five years later or something that I could be mm. with, but I don't wanna like let's just act like next day kind of thing.
2: True. So, right. Um,
1: but if you could like I gave some time to it and kind of create it and, and add it on, I think I could get with it. But other than that, I agree. I'm like, let's just let it stand on its high. I don't want mm-hmm. stuff
2: to Yeah. I think them having less episode that's so european like they're just like oh we're so fancy like we only gonna give you this chunk and then you're gonna be happy with it and keep it moving like oh okay like i'll try you know but it did it definitely exploded the airwaves and yeah i'm i'm proud to have watched that show that was a good one and a
1: show is great when you can you're like I don't know who I'm. I almost hated everybody at some some point, and you know how you yeah. want to a show where you want to champion and be with the one person. It's like shit. I can't be on your team no more. Now you did that, and so and so. It's like,
0: well, that's like for example. If I was reading some background about the writers' room, and they were saying with the adoption storyline they wanted to make sure they were, because there were times that I felt bad for the adoptive parents. Mm. And there were times that I felt bad for like the, the actual mother, birth mother. And I realized that towards the end of it, I really wasn't on either of their sides. I just felt for them. Like, I was just like, and sometimes that's what a story is. Like you don't have to choose. Like, mm. it's just like, like it's, a, it's it sucks. The situation sucks. And it's like, and sometimes that's just what it is. And so, I felt so awful by the end of it. I was like, dang, you know, it was like, it's, it's, it's a, an impossible situation to be in. But it also, I think the the power dynamics at play and how when you aren't powerful, if you have any kind of like little inkling of power, how you use it, because that's what Elena is. Like Elena is someone who, you know, she's a woman. It's like, and so okay. she, thought she, she made a choice she made a choice, and you can tell that she does not like that choice. Mm -mm. And so because she has a lack of power, the power that she does have, she is, like, unyielding, and she's awful with it. And so um, her, like, Reese Witherspoon really just dug her heels in and got placed of, when you think, I think, when you think about people who are, like, antagonists in stories, There's a subtle kind of, like, creepiness about her and danger about her Mm -hmm. that, like, as a Black woman, I understood automatically. And yet, like, I was still shocked when she would do something. I was just like, really? Like, you you really said that to her? Like, come on. Like, I knew you was going to do it, but I can't believe you did it. Like, and so it's something very visceral about the way that this character is played. Mm-hmm. And I just I loved it. And I'm just I'm probably gonna go watch it again and yeah, watch I, agree. That I miss. It's like it's <laughs> I, beautiful. It was so well done.
2: I agree. They all all the characters in there, probably except for mm-hmm. like Paisley, because like he was in there but he was like <laughs> his character didn't need so much, you know? It was yeah, like it was the two women characters who were like mm-hmm. the, the ones. Reese with a spoon. Carrie Washington Ooh. and the actors that played them, the younger versions of them, oh, they acted beautiful. with every little inch of their body, wow. okay, voices, like everything was just pure. Like when you think of acting as an art form, that is that mm-hmm. is that right there.
0: Yeah.
2: That is that we, right there. We, we really powerful. The
0: it's like it's like, oh, you have 10 minutes to like do this it's like okay, I'm going to use every second of this 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and I'm going to act my ass off. Like, I mean, like, they really just, I mean, and I also think that the story of just, like, a, it's, a, it's beautiful relationships in the, in the show. There are, um, I mean, it's heartbreaking, but it's also, I think, ultimately about, like, freedom and realization of the, of the things that we do to ourselves and who we are beholden to who were, you know, we don't have to follow certain rules if you don't want or if you don't want to. Um, and that forgiveness is also like possible. And so I think like by the end of it, like I mean like I, I kinda had like tears in my eyes. Like it was a really just beautiful, I think, um, just conversation about forgiveness and moving on and how do you move, like how do you make the next step? And, you know, it's not gonna always be pretty, but it's possible. And you get to deal with it. So I, I loved it. And I loved that Clearly, like, the, the writer's room was diverse. Like, I could tell that in the writing that, like, they was like, oh, no. We, we're going to write this, and we're going to do right by it. And that is not something you always see.
1: They sat there, and they said, we're going to write some stuff that going to have people screaming at the TV, because every episode, <laughs> I was like, y'all don't sit y'all ass down. You always <laughs> Off of y'all <laughs> in some shit.
2: Just calm down. <laughs> yeah. That yep. <laughs> That show was something. But speaking of speaking of, I'm going to transition into another show. Speaking of um writing that isn't always so pretty, but it's like <gasps> giving you these different realizations. Have y'all been watching Insecure since it came back?
1: <sighs> I'm behind, of course.
2: Okay. So I can't know. do no spoilers with you. <laughs> but Insecure has been diving in deep, okay? Like They are really fleshing out Molly's character. I think they're going to start getting into Issa's brother, Amal, his Mm -hmm. character. Um, They're getting into the dynamics of, like, breaking up with your ex and how y'all move on and transition. If y'all become friends or how y'all, like, navigate that relationship. Um, But most importantly, they're getting into, like, the friendship breakdown, which is important. Like there, oh, no, there are not enough conversations about that. Like there are so much, so many songs about breaking up and making up with with a companion, but never mm-hmm. about that breakdown in a friendship or like other relationships that aren't just romantic. So yes. we about to start See? having some real crazy conversations off of insecure. Yeah,
0: like, I, like, I will say like so. I, I love that this season is talking about the actual true love story of the show, and that's actually between Issa and Molly. Yes. It's like Issa and Molly are our kind of, you know, they our guides through this world, and it's their friendship that kind of starts the show, and to see them, because here's the thing, this is, what I think, a testament to how well it's actually been done there have been some breakdowns in their relationship the entire series. There have mm-hmm. been moments where you've kind of seen, like, how are these two, like, how did they even really become friends? And yep. so to see yep. this now, like, I have gone through a friendship breakup. It is one of the most painful things that I've ever been through in my entire life. Like, like all of real talk, no one prepares you for the person you tell all your stuff to you're, you're no longer seeing eye to eye. It's like, and you have no one else to tell that stuff to. It's like, it is painful. It is hard. It's heartbreaking. And, you know, it is just, when like Molly does this, I'm just like, oh my God, no. And then like an Issa does it, I'm just like, what are you doing? And it's, it's like, it's a train what you can't look away from. It's like, so I, I love and it. And it only works because we've had multiple seasons of seeing these two characters grow and make mistakes and, ac- and accomplish things. And now these things are coming to a head. Um, I think that when you have a friend where different power dynamics at play, like, you know, you don't talk about that, that there might be somebody in your friendship group who's not always on the up and up. But when they start getting on the up and up, how do you react to them? We all say, oh, I want all my friends to win, but mm-hmm. do you really mm-hmm. Like, when you're used to being the one that's telling people what they should be doing mm-hmm. and now you can't do that, you don't have that power anymore, how does that shift your relationship? Like, there are a lot of things that are happening there. I mean, I mean, and Lawrence is there, too. But, um, <laughs> so you know, I, and look, and I don't mind Lawrence. Right. I don't. I'm just... But, like, Lawrence to me, he's a nice guy, and I think that the nice guy is not always as nice as they think that they are. Mm-hmm. And he... I mean, he and Issa clearly very much still care and love have, love each other, um, and I just have a a lot of questions about that relationship. But yeah. like Condola, and it's just like a lot of just stuff, and I'm excited to see how and where they go with it. It's yeah. scary. I'm scared for them. I'm, I, I'm worried. worried. I'm you made worried.
2: you made a great point in illustrating that the true love story is that of Issa and Molly, because mm-hmm. the fact that I think, like I, I think Lawrence, he definitely has a a nice little stake in this character, this this series is mm-hmm. a is a major character. But sure. I think the fact that there's a connection between someone who is also trying to be Issa's friend and someone who is he's currently like seeing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Anthony, got to do the spoilers, but. You know, like, that is also infiltrating into Issa and Molly's relationship. And so we're going to see, like, we've already seen how Molly feels about that. But Molly is definitely showing up as, like, she's showing up something different. Like, we've always seen her as very powerful and very confident, you know, and to the point where it's, like, kind of detrimental because she's, like, so headstrong and has such this idea of how things are supposed to go. She has no room for anything Mm -hmm. else. But now it's like, yeah. Molly, you know everything is not black and white. Like how are we how are we gonna yeah. teach you what the difference is, like how to work up in this gray area. So I, I think that's the I think
0: that's the other part. Like it's funny when the show started, I think it was so kind of easy to see Issa as only the insecure one. Because like hmm. she was in this very weird place in her life. But to me, a lot of Molly's powerfulness was I mean, kind of very similar to elena and little fires everywhere that just the show of power is not always just about power it's about insecurity it's about protection it's about a lack of being vulnerable and so i think that like we saw like last season the way molly was acting at her job her relationship with other women and people in her work there's an insecurity there it's like why is she doing these things it's because she's insecure it's like and so like molly with the perfect job and the nice house and the family its like she we've been kind of picking molly apart with mm-hmm. her her relationship with her father like her finding out about her her parents like you know kind of actual marriage the, re- the reality mm-hmm. of that relationship how that has had an impact on her which is very difficult her kind of like not under like her feeling she's losing her best friend like that's really what a lot of this is about too like i think that she's she feels she's being replaced and she doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah, She likes the guy. She believes she should be married. I mean, I know a lot of girls like Molly and yeah. like, she's like, I don't know why I have all the stuff. I have the checklist. Why can't I check this box off? Like, you know, I think it's very difficult for her. And so even though a lot of the time Molly gets on my nerves, I, I love seeing her, her story. Like I, I like seeing like I said, she doesn't make good choices all the time. That stuff with Drew, I said, "Sis, man, what you doing? What you doing? What you doing? What you doing?" What you doing? Um, but it's a part of her story, and so that's coming out. It's, like, it's just it's it's fun to watch. They're just it's just painful, man. Yeah. It's hard.
2: <sighs> Anthony, what's going on? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. <sighs> But y'all
1: want
0: to talk
1: about that? I'm, I'm trying to listen to it and be <laughs> like, I'm gonna not hear the things that I'm not supposed to hear. And, <laughs> <that's
2: how laughs> it um, let's go to Black AF, let's just keep the black thing going. Oof. How I'm did going you feel you. about Black AF? I know there was a lot of controversy, and I definitely recommended watching that show on an episode that we did. Um, what's so, the
1: controversy?
2: The controversy is they, a lot of people are saying, or critics, the black critics in particular, are saying that black AF is actually for white people. Um, <laughs> this is a, a conversation. I've been saying
1: this all the time, though. Oh. I say so the you, same thing about blackish.
2: So how do you feel? What,
1: is, what are your thoughts on the show? I mean, that's not news. I mean, I only watched like a episode and a half. It was kind of like on in the background but Um, i think that his content that's in blackish like literally um and i do think that there are some episodes that um a little bit further along that are pressing more and having a conversation that is like okay this is for black people too i will say t-o-o but most of it is um, explained in a way for white people to be able to follow along
2: oh okay that's like he
1: even has an episode where it's like here's a word, let me define the word, freezes everything, defines the word. If it's for Black people, Black people know what that means, right, Mm -hmm. and so it's like, this is on like a local channel with an ABC is what Blackish is on. Right. And so it's like a wider audience, a wider and whiter audience. So it's like, let me help you and teach you so you can follow along. And so that's kind of been like the recipe of all his shows. That's like, I'm gonna talk about some really Black stuff and you're not gonna be able to follow along so I'm gonna teach you Mm -hmm. and so yeah,
0: it's no yeah. Okay. So so some of the other critique has been about the fact that um, some of some colorism critiques
2: mm-hmm.
0: of Kingiverse. I think in um, like how he shows the black family. I think that like that's I think that first of all I think the the colorism discussion about how black people show up in media has been going on for a while now, but definitely as of late where everyone's like we're so diverse diversity is really important and we have a black family too and then it's like a light-skinned black family with you know a very particular type of curly hair and, and so i think that like a lot of that comes from king's personal life i believe with like his wife um or his students i think he's going through a divorce from my understanding um is like that it kind of mimics his life it's like and so I can't change that, but I do think there has to be a conversation about how black people do show up. Like, I love Zendaya, but she's not the only black person in Hollywood votes. But well, she's just not. I love her. she's building on euphoria. but she's not, And she's even saying, you know, like, they'll call her for a role, and she's like, ah, how does this guy fit in with his family? That's not how that works. It's like, so, um, that those are some of the critiques I've seen. And, yes, I've heard the critique of it's for white people. Um, I've seen some really good blackish episodes
2: mm-hmm. where I've
0: been like really moved. And then I've seen some I'm kind of like, okay, this was cute. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch something else. <laughs> um, so I think that, yeah, I mean, but, but, but I think it's also awesome to have that deal. Here's the thing I will never forget, it was a show called, a uh, uh, documentary called The Blacklist that came out like years ago and Chris Rock was talking about, you know, when will you know that black people have really made it? And part of that is like having mediocre stuff from black people. Hmm. That everything that has a black person on it is not for me. It doesn't always have to like be like something that I like, uh-huh. but that it's out there, that they're being able to tell their story. It's also a part of, I think, the growth. And so blackish may not be for everybody, um, and we can certainly critique it and, and have a nuanced conversation about it. But that like honestly, some stuff is just mediocre and we should be happy that it's just mediocre. Like everything don't gotta be Denzel Viola Davis, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I want it to be, but it don't gotta be. It's like some stuff is just it's gotta be as enjoyable.
1: Yeah, and I think it's to be expected, like that I would hope that he would be expecting that too. Like, for example, I would right. name a show blackish about a black family knowing that, like, the way that my family is raised is just, like, one family, and that's not for, like, all families aren't the same, no matter if it's light-skinned right. and whatever the thing is. So, like, I'm sure that he has predicted that this controversy would also come. And then also, right. for people, like, even though the show is, like, Black and it's, like, this is what a Black family is, also for the viewers, mm-hmm. it's, like, you can't also put all that on this show and think that it's mm-hmm. supposed to cover all the dimensions of Black family. This is just, like, one single family. So, like, to both, mm-hmm. to, like... Him and to the people viewing it, it's like I just think that it's in some ways let's be realistic and set our expectations. Like,
2: well, right. in, in, in this devil's advocate thing, like, I do like I'm gonna give Kenya Bears the credit as he does with the blackish, the mixed ish, the grown ish. Mm-hmm. It means it's a mishmash of different things. Like, right. so, to your point, Julia, yeah, it's different things being represented. I saw, I didn't fully see myself in all of his characters, but that wasn't, I don't think that was the point. I think that the point was to, um, to show the dynamics in the black culture, because I know myself growing up, I thought there was only one way to be black. I really mm-hmm. did, like, especially because I grew up in Baltimore City. All, mo majority of the schools I went to, they were predominantly black. I rarely saw mm-hmm. people of other race unless they were Latino or La- Latinx. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but, like, white people, I only, like, I, I went to a high school and there were a few Jewish people there. And that was my first time being like, oh, white okay you're jewish like you're i guess you're a different type of white so i don't know but um you know so i only grew up seeing it a certain way especially because my like majority of my family from the south so some of the things we relate to and not until i got into college i saw all the dynamics and the different um socioeconomic status of different people of color in general like Mm -hmm. so that's going to, like, some of these shows are going to speak to me in a different way than it would to right. someone who grew up in that, that way. Like, there was a Baldwin Hills, like, you think somebody who grew up in Baldwin Hills versus somebody who grew up in Baltimore City is going to relate the same way? Some things are going to be relatable, and and some are not, and that just right. is what it is. So, you're, like, a lot of people are saying that he he makes his shows for white people, but I think he makes his shows for, for Black people. I think he makes it for the Black people who can't always relate to everything that's Black culture. Because there aren't a lot mm. of... A lot, all Black people don't relate to Black culture or see Black culture a certain way. Yeah. Media media does a lot of portraying of Black culture and what we think Black culture should be, but we also define it in our own ways, so... Yeah, are we're, we're not monolithic.
0: It's like, right. I mean, you know, like I think that we... I, like, I mean, like I said, like, I was like, I had a combo with my friends last night, and one of my friends told me when we were in college, she was like, You know, Julia, when we were the like, were really cultured, like I just didn't know certain stuff. And I was like, Oh, I mean, like, I guess she was like, No, there were certain stuff you were talking about then. And I was like, What the hell is Julie talking about? It was like, so like in there, I went to an HBCU, I went to the best HBCU, I went to State University. Um, but yeah, so like I think that like there is a, um, a conversation to be had about what blackness actually means. And, you know, it's, it's a it's an interesting relationship because we're not monolithic, and yet there is something, like when we feel like we're being betrayed of the people, like we can be like, you know, wait a minute, like what you, what you doing? So it's, it's a very interesting um, group to be a part of because like I said, I've watched black itch and I've been like, oh, this is cute. I watched I watched what like the college one what is that called mixed fish grown-ish. And I was like what is it called grownish? oh yeah whatever <laughs> I watched that and I was like oh like you, know, I was like you know what if I was in if I was like a little bit younger this would have been my thing and I was like I, I just can't watch this though because I actually don't care mm-hmm. um and you know like, I think like there are just like different um you know it's something for everybody and hopefully you know like if there are white people watching if they're actually watching I hope they're actually learning like now that's the that's the real question like i don't know what lessons he's trying to teach if he's actually trying to teach them something i mean i don't know who's watching it because some of them not learning um <laughs> be in an accelerated <laughs> course or something because <laughs> uh-huh. some folks not getting the the math, like, is oh, not my math, math is I'm
1: just done with it. She said, I hope they learn it. I don't know what he teaches, but they're not like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can you let us know? What's the syllabus, bro? But uh, <laughs> some folks not paying attention. <laughs> they're not doing it. They're not doing the work. But yeah.
2: Well, he gives space. <laughs> and there was an episode yeah. that I watched on his show. Um, And it was about critiquing. Like, he even had Tyler Perry guest star in one of the shows. That's in oh, right. And you remember that episode where they were critiquing, like, the Black thing? And, like, well, basically, I think that episode, he was just saying, like, why do you make stuff extra Black? And then Tyler Perry kind of came with, like, I make stuff well, what he which he said before, before, like he makes stuff for his people and the people that he knows and the people that he sees, and so I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's the that's what it is. Like he pay, he makes stuff for for what he knows, yes. and if that's his limited ability, then yeah, maybe he need a. I'm sure he need a little bit more education. We all do, <laughs> but I think the importance is to realize that <laughs> you know it's more out there. There's right, more education topic to be had. Tyler Perry's new show. Which one? It's called Brothers. Oh, please. <laughs> you know now, and, and I'm not and even.
1: Oh, you know he got sisters. Now he got brothers. But also, yeah. it's, I think it's also interesting because his lane is women and the church going women. And then he's expounded yeah. on that. And so I, he's got sisters. So now he's got brothers. But what? I've never seen him actually write a story that is about men. Like and a cast that is all men. That's interesting. I don't have high hopes, but I just thought that that was very interesting. Well, let's
2: wait till it comes out. But he also has that show on Nickelodeon, Young Dylan, so he writing for kids, too. Mm. Tyler getting that back. Yeah. I,
0: I hate to take a break. I mean, so I think that um, look, here's the thing. Tyler Perry is interesting. I think that he, he he's the amazing. Like I'm not gonna even lie. Like when his movies used to come out in the theater, I will go see for like, die mad black woman. That's a good. One. If you're cleaning, and that's on in the background, <laughs> you're getting worked out. Okay. Like I like I don't mind Tyler's. You know the family that prays is actually his best in my opinion. He, had he Tyler Perry got Kathy Bates, y'all. But like, I don't know how he did it, mm-hmm. but he did it. Yeah, like he did. and they were doing their acting. So but I think that he has an ability, but like I said, like he, he's right. Like he's not writing for all of us. It's like, you know, he is writing for a very, I think he's writing from his point of view. That's a, that's a very particular view of blackness and his life and his story Um, that I think that some people understand and some people don't. It's like, you know, when people used to watch the Cosby's, like that was not everybody's background with a slice of life, you know? it's like, and so I think that we have to sometimes allow stories to be stories. And that like I don't always have to see myself. Like, yeah. cause here's the reality. Half of the shows that I grew up watching, I did not see myself in. It's like when I was watching Dawson's Creek, I didn't see myself in no damn Dawson's Creek. And yet I was invested. Who was who was she gonna choose? And she made the right choice because Dawson <laughs> was not the truth. But like, you know, it's like P- Pacey was everything. But like, you know, it's like when I used to watch. Like, um, some of these other, like, you know, I was like, why like, Buffy and Moesha, it's like, even Moesha, I am like, kind of like, I mm-hmm. mean, they black, yeah, but, I mean, she, what is this? Like, I mean, it's not my story. It's like, so I think that, like, but it's entertaining to, like, to see someone else's story or to see someone's, like, fake life. I think that's a part of the stuff. That's the cool thing about storytelling. I don't got to mm-hmm. live in it.
2: Yeah it's it, fun though it, it brings out a important conversation about identi- identity and where you mm-hmm. where you think your identity is and what it like where mm-hmm. you think it is and where it truly is. So that's a good that's a My great point Julia. So uh what other show we want to talk about then?
1: Clark Sisters.
2: Okay, oh Holy that was funny.
1: So since this has been out for a while, yes. I feel like we should not hold out on the spoilers, and we should just talk about it. If y'all ain't seen it by now, it's been about a month now. I feel like we <laughs>
2: should talk about this. one. I oh, know Anthony not anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he's just catching up on United States of Terror, but what is right. that's fine. It's fine. Right. Right.
0: right now that he's on it, now that he gets it, he's like, "Well, oh god, sorry for you." Oh.
1: I mean, it was an Easter movie. It wasn't an Easter movie. It was. But, like, y'all didn't have a church to go to, so y'all should have been at least watching it for Easter or, or something close to it. So that's where I'm putting it. You ain't done it yet, then.
2: I mean, a few people didn't know who the Clark sisters were before that movie. I yeah. shocked. I was oh. very shocked about that. But, yeah. I mean, I didn't ascribe to the Kojic myself, but I knew who they were. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, what you want to talk about with the Clark sisters? Because there was a lot to say about that oh, movie. Clark's yes.
1: sisters, for those of you who do not know, are like gospel greats and titans. Um, Their sisters in the movie. The mom, um, Dr. Maddie Moss, actually is having a Ooh. conversation with her husband where he's like, what do you want them to be the Jackson Five? And she was like, no, they're better. Um, so just think of Jackson Five women gospel but not the jackson five because they're not dancing and stuff it's just like in the level of stardom that they're talking about mm-hmm. um so they are i mean the movie really helped um crystallize in what people have said before about like melodies and blends and all the things mm-hmm. that they had done before and it just like in case you forgot and you needed a reminder <laughs> the movie mm-hmm. definitely reminded you that like this is what we are known for and this is what we do uh what was different for a lot of people was um the personal history it's very rare that gospel artists share their personal histories and their personal stories and do things like biopics um we saw from the very beginning from dr maddie being in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. um, and her and her husband just basically um kind of going back and forth about her being the first lady and what that usually means in church you kind of you know sit on the first row you support your husband show up to the church events and she's like, I mm-hmm. am a doctor. <laughs> she's like, right. I have a churches to go to. I have other skills. Mm-hmm. And I have plans and visions. And I'm not about to right. do it on your arm. Um, So you, it showed that piece. Um, It even deals with, in it, um a little bit with uh, a tempter or thinking about suicide. It hints at mental health a little bit, in it. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, I... I'ma just go ahead and start with a few of my favorite moments. My <laughs> first one off the top when she threw the shoe in choir rehearsal.
0: Who <laughs> okay. ain't
2: had a shoe thrown at them in choir rehearsal before? Cause I haven't had me. Not I me. Mean. Oh so, no, no. So our choir director, he didn't throw a shoe, but he just did a like, <laughs> like a little movement. And we were like, oh, for real? But that was a that's a real moment. No, seriously, that's a real that is a real moment. Word. Like some of them they get so uptight, especially when they're very like they're musically trained. They have a very particular sound that they want to have. Like them choir them choir directors are very strict, so Look, yeah, I'm not saying that that is a moment that has not happened before, like, but she felt comfortable enough to throw that shoe, so she threw hey.
1: shoe. like,
2: she, did. Mm. she and that, that was not the first shoe she had thrown. That was was, nah, nah, nah.
0: <laughs> it's like I think that, um, yeah, you know, like that moment was because like, it was almost like a hilarious moment, but it was also kind of like, oh, yikes, like, yeah, wait a minute now. Because like I mean it it, it shows a lot about her because we hear the music. We hear like the talent, but like what it takes to get there and what it took to get there and the impacts of of those kind of we don't always hear about or sometimes mm-hmm. we don't care about it's, bad. it's like so I thought it was it was like it has all the makings of a funny black Twitter moment, but then it's also like yikes like that yeah. that's, that's actually not okay y'all like I mean, we laughing but it's not that's supposed to be funny yeah <laughs> like,
2: i mean it it's, it's, yeah it, it definitely brought to light um a few of the practices not only just within kojic but just within the church like because for some mm-hmm. of us like we probably were just like damn like this might even seem familiar like i think um mm-hmm. they they were very brave in sharing their story but these women are older women like we are millennials in this conversation most of our classmates are millennials so we're of a generation that likes to talk about things that likes to get things out and put it on the table and be is more transparent than that previous generation so they were the type who kept things hidden and close to the cloth and like you don't speak negatively about your family like Loyalty was always a play, but it was also teetering with verbal and emotional abuse as well. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know, like they still haven't fleshed out the entire story because there are some things that we don't know that Mm -hmm. they haven't shared. But the fact that like Denise was, who was originally a part of the Clark sisters Mm -hmm. was made to feel like the way she felt for having, seven of her children without being married like that was a mm-hmm. huge fucking deal that was a huge deal and like yeah like, destroyed the relationship between her sisters and her mother you know and that's it It wasn't fair yeah. like, We kind of saw that and we we knew the history or we saw the history and how like exactly she kind of escorted herself out because she was like i don't want to follow behind this anymore like so she wanted to, to yeah. be as authentic as she possibly could, but they kind of shunned her for it, you know. So, I mean, I think
0: I think if anything, I did a really good job of talking about. I think that when we talk about relationships between mothers and daughters, and a lot of that going on, but like that this was their mother, but it was also like their manager and like the weird power like things that were going on there who was made to feel like they're the best like i mean look their their mother is for all she's brilliant she was a brilliant woman she was dynamic and smart and talented and like you know we reap the benefits of that talent and at the same time like that's not an easy thing to go through like you know they they were asked they didn't have a life it's like that this was their life, and you might love it, but there were offs, And that is heartbreaking, I think, to see the full story. Like, kinda like, you know, getting surgeries and, like, all of these things, it's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, you know, sometimes I was wanna lay in my bed. I, I don't wanna sing today. Mm-hmm. And that's kinda what you want gonna sing. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay.
1: I had so many um, more questions, too, I get to the questions,
0: but mm-hmm. first,
1: the um, what I thought was interesting that not only I think there were things in there that clearly would not fly today, like the the throwing somebody's mm-hmm. shoe throwing at somebody. Because so I would have looked at Dorinda, I'm like, you gonna get your mama, or I'm gonna go <laughs> get your mama. <laughs> about, I'm gonna get my mama. You know what I mean? So I think there's okay. people there that they knew like would not fly today. But I think there's pieces in there with them being women that are, I guess, baby boomers, probably don't see mm-hmm. or wouldn't predict in the way that like things still wouldn't fly. And so I looked at moments like when the mom was dying and what she said That's to her right. daughters, I thought was very telling mm-hmm. when she said Kiera and she's like the star. And I was like, wow, I don't think you should have shared that in front of everybody else like that, even though she gave compliments to everybody. But I, I, that's something that I right. think even still today, like, the way that you choose that, like, even if they're, they're not saying you're stupid, but even the way that you give positivity and, like, give love and light into some of your kids
0: yes, affirmation. more yep. than others, mm-hmm.
1: it was just, like, so apparent. In that movie. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, how? How the other siblings feel? Shit. You
2: mean <laughs> like, you meant Karen, by the way, not Kiara, because Kiara played. Oh, sorry.
1: Also. Yeah, Karen.
2: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because you could have,
0: like, you could have just been like, you know, I love all y'all. Y'all are all so talented, and and she was like, oh no, I'm gonna go down the list. It was just like, okay, well, even even on your deathbed, huh? Like, yeah, getting the break,
2: still gonna shoot them shots. Huh? Yeah, not gonna take a pause. So like it, it's it's so really
1: questions that I'm still wondering is I want to know like the even though we kind of know that you know the niece is not cool with them but I want to know the extent of that because Twinkie ha- still has the niece's son seeing like background and stuff and we saw in the movie that mm-hmm. Twinkie had like more like a more of a relationship and rapport with the niece I want to know how that works right. with everybody I want to know what happened to the dad like did they just cut him off after all that happened Right. Um, what happened with the, I wonder uh, with T- Twinkie and her husband? Mm-hmm. Did he push her, or did she fall? Like did Twinkie divorced that husband, like, and I still look. Um, that
0: scene was that was a no. What was a no? Oh, that we whole like the pushing scene. Yeah, that was like that was a on a real step. Real I was like, I said, what is going on here?
2: Yeah. But, I mean, happened, these women wait. are still living, so we can look on their Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just don't get a movie on it. And
0: then also, it's like, you know, everybody has their version of the truth about what yeah. happened. And so we are seeing a very specific version of what we are being told happened. So, you know, like, it's a, it's a strange ride. But But I also love the fact that, like, lifetime in a lot of ways does these films like on these kind of like bigger like all these like black artists and like the clark sisters like i mean granted their story deserves to be told but it's so amazing that we're actually even living in a time where someone was like we need to do a film about this like i mean like they they are huge to us and so I, i do wonder like how people of different races and backgrounds, if they watched it, what did they think about it? Like, if they were familiar with it, you know, like, i it's one of those things, like, for me, the Clark sisters, not even really listening to them all the time. I went to a Christian school, for elementary school, but, like, I mean, I was very much aware of their music, and it, it's just, like, it's still a part of me growing up. Like, I wonder, like, what other people thought about it who didn't have that relationship to it. So it's awesome that we get, we get a chance to see like, who they are, and the impact they have on gospel music they there, they're they still singing. They're still singing. Like, they still hit notes.
2: Singing. Singing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all you wanted for Clark Sisters? That's
1: it. And
0: where the oh. hell did that
2: Cadillac go? The cat. Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Hell it gone.
2: I'm done. <laughs>
1: I'd be like, you better keep that Cadillac till the end of time.
0: Cadillac is gone.
2: Mm. All right. Do you want to get into any other shows? Mm. What's tickling your fancy? I don't think I have
1: any others. What about y'all? Oh, y'all want to do how to get away?
2: How to get away away with (sighs) me? Are you caught up? Are you? Is everybody caught up?
1: I'm just one episode behind.
2: I'm one episode behind. Oh, okay.
0: That's all I'm saying. Just twisted shit, and I'm tired. I'm excited (laughs) and tired. I don't even know what to say. I'm just tired.
2: Um, Annalise is, I don't like that woman needs therapy, man. Like she is wild. Like had therapy. She, she, needs, she, needs, she yes. needs to continue therapy. Like, she's not in therapy right now. She needs to continue therapy. Like, therapy needs to be part of her lifelong program because the way her mm. mind works, sure, she's twisted. She is very twisted. Um, yeah. I don't even know how they come up with the things they come up But now, like, everybody is just every man for himself. Like, um, what's, what's his yeah. name? The guy, Nate. Nate. So over
1: Nate, I'm like, why ain't y'all killed him off yet? He's just.
2: I've been kind of over Nate for a while though. So
0: Nate, I mean, is he's got he to look at though. He's nice to look at, but I mean, other than that.
2: Nate going off, okay, and then we got the kids being like charged and yes. possibly convicted and turned as CIs, like, and now like, it, oh my god, it's just so much. It's so much. They just wanted to go to law school. Why is all this happening? You think you're getting a law degree and come out with this? They're lawyers now. Y'all wanted to be in so so tight with Annalise. But isn't that funny how she has this one group following her, and like nobody else got intersected into the group. Like They tried to intersect other people into the group, but then you end up killing them off too somehow. Whoa! if I see, look, I went to that law school and I saw
0: all the shit these people going through. I don't want to take her class. She dropping. I don't want to be in that group. Yeah, she like, oh, I got to like, drop. Who else can I take? Because she's not
2: going to be the one on my syllabus. <laughs> I'm not getting her. I'm not getting her schedule. Oh yeah, she's not. Oh, Cicely Tyson. I love, I love, I love every time I get to see her on screen playing Annalisa's mother. Yes. Keep Cicely alive, y'all. Keep her career going and flowing and thriving and successful. I I
1: sound like somebody who, um, I sound like a young kid that doesn't know Cicely Tyson, but I I do and I know her pieces, but I swear this is some of her best. Yeah. Even though she's not on every episode,
2: she
1: just does it so... Freaking
2: well! It's no, Cicely always been that one. She's always been that one. Yeah, I, th- I
0: think it's because like she like so, so for me, she reminds me so much of my grandmother. And like I'm like literally she reminds me of my grandmother. And she there's like a just like a she has a presence that when she shows up on screen, you feel it, and then she just, just effortless. Like, so. When you see people who would act really well, it's like some people just be reading lines, and then other people are actually feeling the lines that they're reading. And it's like and she becomes Annalise's mother. That's her mother. Yeah. Like I just I just don't see it any other way. And that's such an excellent job. I well, that's a blessing. Like I to have know. her still I, kicking, she's great.
2: Yeah. I just I just get so I just laugh so hard because I'm like, you know, they gave um, her mother, you know, they gave her dementia, but she is still like, mm-hmm. nah, like, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. I love the scene. Right. Now, this is going to be a spoiler, but, well, not even really, uh, but there's a scene where... It's um, fine, I'm okay. There, it's not, it's not, I feel like it's an episode that y'all have seen, but there's a scene where um, Cicely Tyson goes to, you know, well, she is staying in the apartment with Annalise because Annalise has been released and she's basically on house Mm -hmm. arrest and so um Annalise is like looking for her mother and she's like mama where are you and they're thinking like oh she done went off on her dementia no Annalise is like I know where she is call up Nate and then there's this scene where Annalise is just like mama why are you there and she's like I got lost like it's just so funny like because she's just like, oh, well, if y'all know. I, she's like, I know I got, I know I got dementia. I know it's not always there, but you know what? Let me play this up because I know exactly where I'm going. Like,
0: right.
2: this is yeah. a familiar place. So let's go to Nate's and see what's going on with oh, this. Yeah. Guy, man. Yeah. So. How are they doing? It's, it's funny, but um, I know we're going to start seeing all the characters really coming back. Like, we definitely saw yeah. when, when the season ended last, last time um on their break. Before the six season, the six episodes came back to end the entire series. We saw West pop back up. I'm like, so, where the hell he go? Right. So we gotta figure because remember they killed off West. Mm-hmm. So we gotta figure out so what's going it. on with West. Laurel's coming Ugh. back because Laurel yeah. and Kristoff, or not Kristoff. What was the little baby name? What? Yeah, I know. Laurel and Wes's son. What was The, the I baby.
1: It was I don't
0: know. Yeah,
2: but them they coming. Yeah, they coming back. Um, but then Laurel's family is being played up a lot too, like the little gangster family.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, yo, that father was a trip. So you know who I, win,
1: I really am rooting for, and that's Tegan. I feel like Tegan is gonna end up with the short end of the stick, and, and, and I don't even feel You're bad for like, what's the little mousey girl, um, Bonnie. Uh uh-uh. uh like, Some people feel bad for her and stuff. I don't feel bad for her, for Frank. No, I want Tegan to, like, get what she deserves because I feel like she deserves and she's not going to get anything. You're not going to get Annalise. We know that's not going to happen as much as she likes her and stuff. But I hope in some way she gets the win.
2: (laughs) I don't know. Tegan Tegan is a very strong character. Like, I appreciate them bringing her on because this is showing another side to like powerful black woman attorney too other than mm-hmm. Annalise Keating. like Annalise has been destructive as hell for a very long time and then yeah. Tegan Tegan got her little issues and whatever but Tegan is just like for the most part she she doesn't seem like she's super like flawed as much as Annalise is well she, I, I did a comparison well, her, her, I think
0: that Tegan has moral she has a, a moral fiber that she follows and she says it's kind of almost like omar from the wire where like she has a code and she sticks Mm. by it like she might move a little bit but there's an element about her where she 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 knows herself and she kind of sticks to her guns a little bit and so i think kind of like watching her figure out all this is, is a lot of fun especially in comparison to someone like annalise who you love and, like, you love, but you love to hate her. You love to root for her. You're kind of confused by her. Like, she she is just a whole lot wrapped into one person. And so, Tegan is kind of almost, like, in comparison, like, well, she seems normal. Like, (laughs) it feels sorry for Tegan. It's like, because all these other ones is whack.
2: Yeah. Basically crazy. But, you know, they're still trying to figure out well, everybody's still trying to, like, get to Annalise's, like, love side. And I'm just like, Annalise is... He ain't looking for no love. He is not looking for love right now. Like, she barely Leave looking to get her alone. rocks off, okay? Like, she under a whole lot of stress right now.
1: Leave right.
2: her alone. <laughs> Leave her alone. Why do you want her Please. anyway? Yeah, she's a damn mess. She comes with a lot of shit. Yes. yes. And this is right. not, not the normal baggage we can deal with, like baby mama. Yeah. No. Like,
0: <laughs> uh-uh.
2: she is in the head. Not Crazy. Mm. So, mm. do we want to talk about Tiger King? Have we all seen that? Oh,
1: Tiger King. We forgot.
2: Carol Baskin. We want to talk about <laughs> Tiger King. You no. Know. Carol Baskin. <laughs> I I, Tiger King was a lot, y'all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Like, it was some of the wildest shit
0: I've ever seen. And yet, it was so on-brand for, like, what I assumed I was going to get. Like, I've never seen a character so on-brand. I'm just like, why am I shocked? The the music videos, the fashion, the weddings. (laughs) um, Like, the Carol baskins kill her husband, you know I just I, wild'
2: now, White folks
0: is wild
2: now it was wild, I definitely think it was wild, but i watched i I remember sitting there watching it, and I definitely fell asleep in the middle of. It. I was just like, I'm so over, like just looking at the the trash right now i'm just so overlooking at it like this is so gross like everything about it and then um that one worker's arm like that when that one worker's arm got bit off and then he went into the gift shop and was just like okay just want to let y'all know that (laughs) you know like just him and then everybody looking like oh my gosh i didn't even say what just happened but Y'all know I'm talking about the arm getting bit off and everybody's just like, oh, my God, what? He's like, well, we can give you a refund. Or I'm just like, what the fuck? Y'all would need to get me out there. there. What's amazing to me
0: is that, like, in some kind of way, like, I knew that people could, like, that they were into exotic animals and stuff. But the fact that, like... Y'all y'all be having this whole ass tigers and bears and shit? Like, like what is this? Like, y'all really be doing this for real? Like, like I, the tigers are beautiful. You know, all of them are great. But it's like, really? Y'all want to, to have them in y'all backyards? Like, mm-hmm. y'all just be playing with them? Like, come on now. Like, this is wild.
2: I wonder, I wonder if we have a tiger farm out in Maryland somewhere. Because, you know, there are some random farms out here, too. Like, they do yeah, just man. sell honey and jelly, okay?
0: Look.
2: I want to know what's close. Okay, uh-huh. so
1: here's Ooh. another one of my. I gave y'all mine from Clark Sisters. Here's what mine would be in Tiger King, my fighting moment. If he would've <laughs> gave me that pizza and I found out that fucking meat came from roadkill and from fucking one. I, I would've burned that shit down, too. And I think whoever burned down that house was somebody who ate that goddamn pizza, because that was disgusting.
0: Oh, God. Oh, goodness. No, they they were always really good. The best pizza. It was was like... I had to rewind it. I said, what? Uh Are you
2: kidding me? Oh, God. Yeah, that was disgusting that was first of all i was like not only like are you treating these animals this way i mean i'm like not a super duper big animal rights person like don't quote me i mean like i'm just i just love people more than i love animals so i'm not gonna do any harm to animals but like i'm picking the humans over the animals every time anyway so um that was a a big humanity issue for me too, because I'm like, you're feeding this spoiled meat to these animals, but you're giving these this spoiled meat to your people, because they like you're not paying them enough to sustain a living and to go buy fresh produce and fro and food for themselves. Like they're relying on you so much that I feel like that was a form of slavery. So, well, I mean that's, that's the other part. I think that.
0: He is so uh I was like the villains. Like he is so. he's so charismatic. He is like, you know, we're laughing at him, you know, a lot of the time. And yet there's a level of like manipulation that is happening that is so surreal. Because as viewers, we're seeing the whole story, right? But like these people who are caught up in it, they're kind of like well wait, like whoa, well whoa, whoa. they're kind of realizing too late. I mean, and Carol Baskin, to an extent, like she had but there's like some manipulation going on there. Like, you know, you now, like I know there's been a lot of debate about whether she killed her husband or not. I, I don't know. Um, she could be innocent, y'all.
2: Here's the thing. Her husband got with her when she was how old? How old was he? How old was she? She was was she a teenager? Damn near, yeah, she was, was very cold. young, and he was like 40. Was very young, and I mean, like, and no one kind of talked about like how that no. was strange.
0: It yeah. was kind of like, oh, she killed him. It's like, yeah, he was kind of a creep, like, he sounds disgusting. And then there's also like, an element where, like, I mean, he said he was he liked to fly places. Maybe he's living down where, you know, in he might be living in, he's like, you know what, honestly, I want y'all to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> he said, he's living on some island you with two fives. Fire. Right, he's he living someplace chilling. He like, Tiger he never heard of it, never heard of it. What's that? What's that? What's that? That's not me. But like, I you don't want, that's not me. You're, you're mistaken. Like, you don't know. Like, he might just be somewhere chilling, you know, or maybe, it, maybe he was, you know, fresh. I don't know. But look, I know that husband she got now. He's like, "We're gonna fight, but we're I'm fighting for you." Loyal. And I'm like, you know, that's like, that's a little love story, y'all.
1: That he's yeah. loyal. He is a down ass. I tell you, yeah, he is
0: like, I don't care what she did. Mm. I'm a lawyer. Yeah, we be suing. Who are we suing <laughs> next? And she's yeah. like, oh, and she was like, you're following me again. You're, you're a little bit too close. I said, Carol is. Her. We might yeah. be trying to take some lessons from Carol. Carol is yeah. the one.
2: Carol is with the shits. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. I could I give her that. She'd be with the shits. Straight up. Wow, like, wow. I just... But Carol I be manipulating, too, talking about it's a damn sanctuary, but they in the same cages as the, the ones Joe Exotic Yes, like, right. Get the fuck out of here, oh, Carol. Because I was like, Carol, this
0: looks a little bit... This is not an extension of Joe. What's happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's I, going on?
1: Sanctuary. Mm. Lord, prepare me!
0: Oh, like, you just wear, just because you wear an animal print and speaking in a nice little lovely voice don't mean you not being. Which I don't person. get why are you wearing animal print
1: if you're animals rights? And I get that it's not the real thing, right? But even still,
2: she—it's like it's like camouflage for her, right? It's like it's you. Your- I'm also a cool cat and kitten, like you know. She's wanna I she wanna just
0: for her new friends. She is wow. I, I
2: bet you she ain't I bet you she ain't getting her, her arm bitten off no time soon. But, no time. Cause she blends in. They think they think that's one of their people, okay? One of their
0: uh, friends. Oh my god. I will say that like I think, you know, there were moments that weird enough, I was kind of like worried. I felt bad. For what's his name? That was just like like for Joe Exotic. Like I do feel like he was kind of played when them people came and took over his stuff. Yeah. Like and it was like, oh, we building up by this casino? It's gonna be a whole thing." It's like, damn, yeah. like, he got played. It's like I feel kind of you know. Like granted, like I said, hey, you get what you get, but it's like, yeah. damn, like I'm with that one. <laughs>
2: I'm like, Karma's like, a bitch. Karma's a bitch. Yeah. Cause you, you didn't put enough trash and destruction out in this world. I mean, you going to get, you going to reap what you sow in that aspect. Like, I don't see, I don't see like, especially cause he went to that funeral of the guy, you know, of his, of his, one of his men said that right in front of his mother talking about, uh, Never mind. I
1: was like, that is ridiculous.
2: This is so ratchet. He was so uncouth. Okay. So gross. But yeah i was
0: laughing when he was campaigning though and his campaign manager was just like that was oh, my favorite was that? Part. <laughs> this is my life i don't know how i even got wrapped up into this like <laughs> i mean i felt awful for him because like that guy like committed suicide in front of him right like he like, he had seen something
1: i was yeah, like
0: was it, it was just like i I was like, how are we even talking? I'll be so on a padded room. Yeah. i like, don't talk to me. Never about no, no damn Joe Exotic. Leave me alone. Yeah, like, I would be
2: like I would be like Eve's husband on Killing Eve. I'd be like, yep. put me in the asylum. Thank you. Yeah, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Don't, don't alone. Even come visit me. So before, yep.
1: before all of the hype for Tiger King started, my best friend was like, oh, you should watch it. And I watched the first episode, and I was like, ah. Uh. And, you know, don't really start, like, going, going to, like, the third episode. Yeah. And then when I got to the um, manager when he was going for election, and his line was, I was the campaign manager. It was the worst time in my life. I was like, ah. <laughs> I am not, like, I was like, watch the episode and stop. I was like, I'm watching this all the way through now. I ain't doing nothing else the rest of the day. I'm he was the best person in the whole series for me. It
0: was... He was so weary. It was like he was just tired. He was just like, <laughs> <"Ugh>, like just <laughs> why? Like how? How did I even get wrapped up into this? Like, I don't understand.
2: Damn. Like
0: he he was so confused and tired and over it. It was it was it's it's almost like perfect television. Like something that is so ridiculous and all over the place, and it's just like. What did,
2: like I think by the end of it, I said, what did I just watch? Oh, we all did. And why am I watching it? Like oh, We all did. What? <laughs> like, what? That's why it was so addictive. It's, and then right. it just took a life of its own after that because everything yeah, is right. just so ridiculous. It's like if we hadn't seen actual video footage of this, I don't think we all would have believed that any of this right. was. Right. Like, if I
0: saw this on the show, I'd be like, oh, this is like, oh, a far-fetched kind of storytelling. And it's like, What what do you like? There are certain like things are stranger than fiction sometimes. It's just like I I couldn't have made any of that up. Like I just don't understand. And yet I enjoyed it and I was just like (laughs) cool job.
1: I think they did a good job of making I think one of the things with it is it's good white ratchet. Yes. We've seen white ratchet reality before, and I'm like not interested. Like and all that shit, I'm like not interested. But somehow they did this in a way that it was like, if you told me, I probably been like not interested. But I watched it. I was like, actually, I can kind of get with this. And of course, they edited yeah. the part they said later on. There's a whole bunch of parts where he was saying racist stuff, and they edited that out. That helped too. Mm-hmm. But it was like a- also- it just draws you in just enough. It's like you don't know yeah. about exotic animals, and then we have this possible murder, and then there's this. It's like you got me, you got me.
0: But even more, it's kind of like when I when I finally edited the the racist stuff out, I, I was like oh, I just assumed he was maybe saying it off camera. Like, I like there was no way in my mind that I thought this man was, like, you know, not saying the N-word or yeah. something. Like, I was just like, oh, they're all saying it. Yeah. Like, there, what's that one dude that has, like, all the women on his property? Like, I forgot his name. But I was like, oh, he says it. And he's creepy. Like, mm-hmm. women getting work done. It's just like, what is... Wow! But look, I love animals, but never to the point I was like, wow, I love tigers so much. I'm gonna move to whatever West Bumblefuck in the middle of America, and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go live on a sanctuary and play drums and sleep with (laughs) this man. Like, I just... uh, Ladies, gentlemen, be careful out here.
2: Well, I mean, do y'all have any more TV shows that y'all want to talk about, or
0: okay no but i will say that like if you watch westworld and you want to come explain it to me please do because westworld is the one of the one shows that makes me feel stupid and i i love it and yet i don't know what's going on so (laughs) you want to tweet to me so i can feel smarter like please i'm so confused
2: i might i can i could probably link that up actually because there's someone that I know who's a big Westworld fan and he yeah. loves talking about it too so I could definitely hook that up so I'm going to wrap it up then uh, it yeah. was great this was a great conversation about these different TV shows Um, yes yeah see Julia she know what she talk about she is all in these show try. I try. I try. now when she get off here and she talk about that fan fiction okay look that's gonna be a whole another story I've been counting down. I when's this going end? Gotta... <laughs> like when is this over? I have fan fiction to catch up with. <laughs> I <go> to bed <laughs> I got some before, before she watched Good Girls. I, I gotta get caught up. I gotta read. That's real though. That's real. Like I said, DeGrassi took a whole nother. Lane of its own. When I started getting into that damn fan fiction, I was like, "Oh my gosh, Manny! <laughs> Manny did what? Oh my goodness!" So
0: people have some imagination. I be sitting yeah. here reading it, like, "I thought, oh, this is so stupid." Then I go, "When are you go update this? You said you'd <laughs> go update this every week. It's been three weeks. <laughs> Where is the update?" So God. I'm just saying. Classmates, classmates, class.
1: get out the pens and papers. Get ready to take down your homework. So it's homework time. All right, now. Uh, What items do you all have for homework for classmates to do? You want to go first, Chantel?
2: Yes. So if you are on Twitter, even if you're not on Twitter, I feel like you could find her. But I've been ranting about Twitter so much these past couple episodes and conversations that there's someone on there that I, I always get on every... or. Not that I always get on for this person, but every time I get on, I always see a great message from this Twitter, this Twitter user, and so this has like made me attracted to Twitter a lot more. And she is a psychologist, a mini- a minister, and an educator. Her name is Dr. Thema. Her name is spelled D R T H E M A on Twitter and she always tweets about some really great inspirational quotes. Um, just, and well, she is a psychologist, so she kind of goes through um, some of her like psychological practices too. Um, and I can actually share a quote with you and this is something more recent. So, Oh, wait a minute. She be getting deep, y'all. Hold on. Like, I'm just seeing some stuff and I'm just like, wait a minute. Do I want to say that one or this one? So I I, <laughs> I sent this to a couple of my friends, um, but I think we all needed to be reminded about this. So this is a quote. Instead of being upset with yourself for not seeing the foolishness for so long, give thanks that you have awakened. I think we can all relate to that. Some of us, we fall into, you know, oh, somebody texted me. Some of us we fall into um I, thought
0: was, I, thought was, a I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um some
2: some of us we always fall into these patterns and um, you know, when we feel like we wanna move on from them, if something was not was not right or wasn't feeding us and nurturing us to be our best selves, you know, we'll blame ourselves for wasting time on that rather than understanding that there was a lesson involved in it and so i think that's Mm -hmm. important so i want y'all to follow her if you do have a twitter i haven't seen actually she does have a link tree posted on her twitter so i can definitely see if she has some other social media but why would y'all want to follow her on any other social media like twitter is the bomb so
0: it is i
2: don't understand but she also has a book she has her own website and she has a podcast called homecoming on spotify but y'all listening to our podcast so (laughs) tell her we sent y'all all right But that's who I wanted to point out. So, who's next?
0: I think that, like, I will talk just, like, some personal stuff. I have been really struggling during quarantine and really, because, like, I am an extrovert and I love being around people. So, even though this has allowed me to reflect and take time to think about things, it's hard. Like, it's hard to be in the house. It's hard to, like, like, you know, days start mixing together. So... Um, I am a big proponent. This is very basic. It's basic homework of make sure y'all are taking naps. I'm sorry. Like sometimes, like I just need to take a midday nap and I feel a lot better. And I have stopped, I've stopped being hard on myself about like, not feeling like I'm at work. So I'm working from home. Thank goodness. But like, you know, like it's, I think we're all just trying to be busy, busy, busy. And the reality is that we are in a very different situation. And so we have got to be honest about that and give ourselves some grace, um, above that. So like taking some time to, to take naps, um, and, and journal and read and, you know, just like really taking care of yourself if possible, because this is a lot. So really, really, you know, check in with yourself and, and take care of yourself during this time
1: um so mine is going to be a song um so actually when i watched the movie the clark sisters movie one thing that i heard had heard before was about twinkie being such an awesome organist um Mm -hmm. and then i don't feel like the movie really did that justice i felt like she you saw her playing it but it was like why do they call her like the queen of it and stuff so i have a track um that is called um literally Twinkins, twinkies organ prelude mm. and so it's like the beginning Ooh. of it's like her playing and then her singing and then it was like oh when i heard it i was like yeah usually when you hear people playing the organ you didn't know that it could do all that and it was like now that's what they're talking about wow. and so i don't that's- feel like the the end of you know thing she just plays along with the song and plays a song on the organ on that she has like a couple and on that entire album um, She has a few tracks where it's like, oh, that's what they talking about with her organ skills. So okay. again, the song just called Twinkie's Organ Prelude. Check it out.
2: All right. All right now. So, Julia, please plug your social media one more again for the folks in okay. the back. If
0: you would like to follow me and talk about TV and movies and books and, and just the problems of the world or just joke around with me because I'm always going um, please check me out on Instagram and Twitter at HeyJScott. Um, but really, Twitter is my
2: main thing.
0: So come check me out over there. Can't wait to talk to you.
2: Yeah, Twitter is her bottom bitch.
0: Yes. It
2: is. But Twitter is not our bottom bitch. Instagram and mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and Facebook are. So, mm-hmm. if you're looking for us on any of those platforms, go to No Class. Podcasts on each of those, and you'll you'll find us. But we are also on Twitter. We do a little tweeting here and there, and you can find us as mm-hmm. no underscore class podcast. We're on Tumblr too, no hyphen class podcast. And any questions, comments, concerns, uh, anything, just you want to send a little shout out to Julia, but you're not on Twitter, reach us at no.classpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, especially go to our Instagram page we definitely have our link tree up so you can sh- you can um, see the different links for all of our pages like our Facebook our Twitter um, all those things that we mentioned and the different streaming platforms that we're on and we just want to say thank you again Julia for providing such beautiful insight to all these different shows we talked about
1: thank you yeah it's good to have you thank you for
0: having me on i always have fun
2: yay i'm glad okay. to hear that we, yeah.
1: we might have to do like another one after i catch up on all my shows
2: mm-hmm.
1: you, know, you let me know if i so ever I catch up you. because julia is always like three laps ahead of me on the show so because
2: <laughs> <laughs> she be really this, she be in these conversations so she's needed the people need yeah. her The streets need her I'm trying to make sure like entertainment is
0: important, people. Mm. It's like we need to be really just talking about these things that can go on forever. Mm-hmm.
1: Very true. Classmates, y'all stay melanated, hydrated, and glowed up, and we will see y'all next time.
0: Bye.